Welcome to another episode of the Best Friends Discuss podcast uh, with your host Mike and Brad. Uh, we figure we would do a little bit of a shorter one uh, than anything. Kind of rapid fire through a couple of things because this will either be a long or this may be like an extra episode we release th- uh, during the week or it just will come out the usual time on Sundays. So uh, I found a couple of writing prompts and... One of them is less serious than I wanted, but I love to think about it. So I just, I told you to hit record. I would read it to you. We would discuss it. So the writing prompt is, the year is 1910. Adolf Hitler, a struggling artist, has fought off dozens of assassination attempts by well-meaning time travelers. So people are traveling back in time to try to kill him. I like that. That's, I didn't catch that the first time I read that. But this one is different. This traveler doesn't want to kill Hitler. He wants to teach him to paint. He pulls off his hood to reveal the frizzy afro of Bob Ross. Fucking Christ. <laughs> I love this prompt so much. I was like, that's that's hilarious. Brad, what are your thoughts oh on that? Oh my god. What are... I mean... Now, no, no, grab, grab your brush. There, Adolf, and draw draw a happy swastika. Just just a happy one. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Look at those legs. What a happy little swastika. <laughs> oh my god. Hold on, hold on. There's a comment. <laughs> Continuing, or, or because it's a writing problem, yeah. you're supposed to leave your theme. So I'll read this guy's. There he sat twirling his personal stylized mustache <laughs> it was uh, it was avant-garde just like he wanted to be the man as he was so just wanted a place in this world for his art he continues to stare at the easel thinking after a while he felt a firm calming hand on his shoulder he sighed hanging his head wearily wearily are you yet Another man come to end my life. If you can even see it that way, the hand didn't answer, as it had no mouth. However, its owner did, all right, speaking the soft tones that had come to make him famous. No, sir. I've seen too much death and more to want to do another such thing. Instead, I have come as a tutor. Here. Grab that two-inch brush and dip it in some titanium white and Prussian blue. Hitler did such a thing, and the man behind him nodded. Good. Now mix them together until you have a rather nice pale blue. (laughs) Adolf did so, brush strokes trembling across the palette. Easy there, tiger. (laughs) Easy there, tiger. Easy there, tiger. Try to keep yourself calm now. Painting is all about being steady, confident. Adolf nodded again and went this time a, a bit slower and mixed another selection. After he had done this, the stranger patted his shoulder. Good. Now let's see you paint a nice open sky. But how? I can barely paint the ground, let alone what lies above it. What lies above it? What lies above the ground? <laughs> that doesn't... Sir, you don't make sense. 
Sighing, the man grabbed a firm hold of his arm and lifted it up. This is turning into some real, real like ghost Patrick Swayze yeah. poverty scene. <laughs> All you have to do is nice tiny X's like so. A portion. The top left hand corner was soon filled with a nice layer of blue. Now go ahead, try it. Adolf sighed and attempted this, and to his surprise, mimicked the man's strokes almost perfectly. Ah, there we go. Now wash that brush off in your water and beat the devil out of it. <laughs> By the way, this reminds me. Apparently, like, like there's there's like clips of Bob Ross saying stuff like like he's in a happy un unhappy relationship with his wife or something like that. I I don't know the real wording, but but it kind of gets dark sometimes, Brad. All right, let me take that again. Ah, there you go. Now, wash that brush off in your water and beat the devil out of it on your wood there. <laughs> Jesus. Calm down, Brad. Calm down. <laughs> don't don't break character, Brad. At this point, Adolf couldn't help but turn around in surprise. You want me to beat my easel with it? <laughs> Keep it together. Focus. Center yourself. All right. The Afro figure behind him nodded. Pulling off his woolen hood. Yes, sir, I do. Go on. It won't hurt it. Tell me who you are first. Then maybe I will. The figure smiled at a bright smile as a scroll popped out of his hair. Why, I'm Bob. Bob Ross. And I heard you wanted to be a painter. Just popping in to say thank you. But that was it. That was it. How did you oh. like that, Brad? I I don't... Speechless. I am speechless. Oh, that was that was fun. There's uh, there's one comment that is like trying to sell Adolf Hitler as a as a painter. It says now revised Hitler now with a hun or new revised Hitler now with a hundred percent less genocide comes free with easel brush set and absolutely no intention of deleting an entire subset of the human race. Get yours today. Oh my god. This beat the devil out of it made me <laughs> Oh my god, it's so great. So yeah, what did you think about that? I'm so glad I clicked on that. That was that was so much fun. Wow. Do you do you have anything to add to this, Brad? Like uh do you wanna come up with a story behind this? Or just move on? Because honestly, I thought that would be awesome. I mean I could come up with a story with that. Okay, go for but it. But I would need some time, like to to make it sound very nice, very nice. How about this? We'll revisit it if you want to think about it. We'll go to another story of a writing prompt. Okay. Uh, this is one we'll we'll make a story of or a little short story. When you die, you appear in a cinema with a number of other people who look like you. You find out that you, they are your previous reincarnations. And soon you will all begin watching your next life on the big screen. This one blew my mind. I was like, dude, how cool would it be to see that? What do you think, Brad? They're all you, though. Right. But it's it's different yous from different timelines. But then it's not you. But it's like you. <laughs> Reincarnation works in an interesting way, Brad. 
you die and you come back as somebody else. I get that. But what happens because because usually when you when you die because uh <clears throat> often people say you know that bright light you see when you when you die is actually your next life continuing. Basically yeah. you being born. Yeah. <clears throat> so so it's a circle. It's a circle. It's a circle. It's a circle. But but that's what it is. And so what hap but obviously we don't remember you know what we were in a past life and so they're saying what happens if if you do you know in a way where you kind of just be like you could sit down you could see somebody that looks just like you but they only speak spanish and you just have to just go oh i guess at one point i spoke spanish (laughs) but just to witness like great i hope this one has subtitles exactly (laughs) (laughs) but but it's an interesting concept of of just being like I get to sit down with people that I apparently have already been before. Maybe I could strike up a conversation slash I get to watch the, like I'm picturing like there's a, there's a, a theater where you can watch if you want to, or there's or you could be in the lobby talking to some of the people you've already been and you get pass around stories like that. Like, could you imagine being like a conquistador, uh, and then being a, a, a cowboy, a wild west. Wow, 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 west. <laughs> we were both going to the same thing. Uh, but I think this is kind of an interesting idea to see what you've been. Especially since with reincarnation, you can be, it doesn't have to be like a different person. You can be an animal. So could you sit down and be right next to like a frog? But then it wouldn't look like you. I mean, or it could look, it could be like Rick and Morty when he turns into a pickle. And oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> you know, like, like it could be like that. Like, it, it could just have it's a frog face. with a goatee. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why couldn't it be? This is our story, Brad, that we are constructing together to make a cohesive thing. What do you think? I feel like you're not down for this. I, I do not like this one. You don't? I okay. don't. Okay. Let's talk about it just a little bit. Why don't you like it? Do you just are not a fan of the reincarnation thing? Or you're not a fan of the whole like... Doesn't it... I don't know. I I guess for me, it's like it's breaking the whole reincarnation thing. Mm -hmm. Because even if you're reincarnated, it's still you. You would never have that time to stop and watch a movie of yourself. Along with 30 other people that are just like you, but apparently argue. So do you have all the thoughts of them? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... That's where I'm like, that's okay. not reincarnation at that point. So, so it's an afterlife thing. It's not like it's it's happening in current time. I get that, but right. so and they're not they're not you. Well, they are you, but it's from a different time. So you wouldn't have their thoughts. I get that, but see, that's where it breaks the whole reincarnation thing. At that point, it's not reincarnation. You're watching somebody else's life. Yeah, you're watching somebody else's life because. You are that person. The, okay. You're not that person. No, no, no. you're soul, in a movie theater. The soul of you, like it's like it's like uh, if they were just husks of people, and and a, the soul of you. But but like that. But every time you get reincarnated, a, a piece little, of you breaks off. A piece of your soul breaks off. But we can't quantify how big a soul is, or or what you can do with it, but. Imagine, imagine this, Brad. Okay, Brad, if I may. You may. Thank you. Uh, 
that you know it's like a factory system where you know until you put the batteries in in a toy it's not going to do anything so there could be a, like a factory system of like these are all the old toys that like the batteries are corrupted the batteries are corroded the they're just dead batteries and those are the ones that go to the movie theater and then you have a new set of batteries going into the next toy and that one's turning on that's the one that is on screen getting filmed right but then after that there's a factory of just toys that don't have batteries until this one dies it's an assembly line but but it's just pieces of the soul staying with said person so you're not sharing the memories because you didn't live vicariously through them I feel like you're not getting it, man, and I'm upset. <clears throat> I thought it was now, a cool honestly, part. I think you brought up a better point. What? Which is you have a few of you out at the lobby. So you're in there watching your next life and you're like, this is boring as shit. And then you just leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just leave and you can then have conversations with people that share the same soul of you and you can just have conversations like, how was it being a conquistador? And it's like, ah, it was kind of boring, honestly. How, how is it being in the uh, 21st century? And it's like, it was boring. Uh, just life is boring, I guess. But, but okay, how about this? I, I kind of want to, because you're not feeling this, this topic, so I kind of wanted to change it a bit, reconstruct it a bit. So say you're in, like, purgatory or, like, not, or like where where's the in between right you're in the in between world right with others in the same situation as yourself and what you are doing is sitting down in a movie theater rewatching your life and you can change it from first person to third person so like if you wanted to see you know it from a different angle you can you could rotate it you can it's you can interact with it the only thing that can't change is the events the events that happen it's very set in stone already because i mean you're dead uh in a spoiler spoiler alert uh oh boy the ending of the movie is you'll see it coming <laughs> unless you got hit by a truck then you probably didn't see that coming <laughs> but but <laughs> you probably didn't see the gunman okay um but you kind of see how how it goes right but here's here's a little caveat that I like I won't I want to throw in is that you can see like if you have a conversation with a person and you leave that person, you can stay and listen to their conversation and see their point of view or what transpired after said events, kind of thing. So you kind of get the full story, right? So like if 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 I'm like, dude, you should not. Uh, go to your house tonight and you should instead come to the bar with me. And then uh, I didn't take that advice and I ended up going home and there was a killer in the house. But just... So you kind of get the perspective of what the other person went through. So you get the full story, right? Do you have an example, Brad? I, I do not have an example, but I had a, a different segue of way that you could do this. <clears throat> okay. from your From your example there of where you're watching your life and you can change the perspective. Uh, what if in the in-between you were told to sit down and watch this so you could understand why you were either going to go to heaven or hell? 
Ooh. And so you're watching it and everything else, but you plot twisted at the end. And so you got murdered. Okay. That's a great And you, de- you decide instead of going to heaven or hell to just run out of the theater so you could go, uh, what do you call it? Be a ghost and, uh, poltergeist that some bitch. <laughs> oh, haunt them? Yeah. You haunt their ass. Like, that's your choice, heaven or hell, but you didn't take either one of those. Hmm. That would be fun. That would be cool. That's a great, that's a great idea, Brad. Because I also thought of, uh, to expand on yours, was the fact of, like, what happens if you, if you're watching from different perspectives, and you do get kind of, like, murdered in the story, and you're trying to solve your own murder. Yeah. That would be also, like, a cool twist. And then you can, like, you have, like, a phone that you, you call the one person you trust to help solve your murder. A person who is a physical being solving your murder while you are not around. We may have to revisit this. I like this idea. Yeah. <clears throat> Even if you wanted to take it, like, fully on, like, a drama-type story, you could still do that, too. Where if you had to watch to understand why you're going to heaven or hell, but because you could change the perspectives and, like, watch a few other people's, you start arguing on why it should be the other way. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a panel of judges that yeah. are like thumb up, thumb yeah. down kind of thing. Um, there's multiple ways we could take that one. Oh, absolutely. That's so much better than the whole reincarnation bullshit. Yeah. Well. No, it is. Yeah. We're we're much better at this. I like I like our idea better, but I, I also truly like their idea of, of stuff. But you, okay. <laughs> so... Another thing, uh, another thought I had with this was you can watch your perspective and other people's perspective, but then you can change it. Like in in the story, you can change it and see how the situation would have gone, but it never did. It's like a, it's like the Netflix show uh, Bandersnatch, where you can pick your choose your yeah. own ending, but no matter what, that out or your your said outcome has already happened, but you could see what could have happened, what could have been. Yeah, I like this. This was a good idea. Uh, On to the next one? On to the next one. Okay. It's 3 a.m. An official phone alert wakes you up, like like the Amber Alert noise thing. And it says, do not look at the moon. You have hundreds of notifications. Hundreds of random numbers are sending. It's a beautiful night tonight. Look outside. What do you what do you, what do you think, Brad? You fucking look outside. <laughs> really? Really? You look, you outside. look outside. You look outside. Oh my god! Wow. So you would look out. You would yeah. look outside. Look at the moon, yeah, right. even though it says "do not look at the moon." But you have people telling you to look at the moon. You can't trust the government, man. You can't trust the government. <laughs> I. Here's my problem with it, Brad, is you have one per- one person saying, do not do this thing. Yeah. And then you have a bunch of people getting a hold of you saying, do this thing. What's the negative thing of not looking then? Not knowing what's coming. Not knowing what's coming. Okay, then what's the, the negative thing about looking? To figure out what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's a trap. Unless the moon it's is like... Trap. Yeah. It's a trap. It's unlike unless it's a trap. Like 
brainwashing, Brad. That's why. That's where I'm going. Like, you look at the moon, and then all of a sudden, you're like a brainwashed zombie, and you're contacting all the people you know. Telling I mean, you I to wouldn't look. flat out just like look at it. You would like side eye it, side no, eye glance it. I'd probably like break the bathroom mirror and try to, you know, through the mirror. That way, you don't have direct contact. Would you ask your children to do it <laughs> instead of you? See what kind of consequences come from them. Yeah. So if you're just like, hey son go take a look and he's like okay and he goes and takes a look and he comes back and he's brainwashed zombie then you could take him out right or if he comes back and he's fine then you would you go look then like basically are you willing to sacrifice your kid like as a test subject to go do this or would you Mm. be because because in hindsight like this is sounding very negative but you also you have a a daughter to think of so so do you sacrifice one of your kids to look at said thing knowing it might be dangerous so you could protect the other one because if you go and look and something bad happens to you like you get sucked up into the moon who's taking care of your kid right then and there so do you sacrifice one it's like bird box it is like bird box where where you have you have to choose one kid to look while the other one is in safety but then she cho- chose the spoiler. She chose uh, that nobody looks. Just saying. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer. That is one of those moral conundrums. I'll say. Sacrifice the one for the good of the many. Yeah, pretty much. If you want, you can you can say plead the fifth, and we'll we'll move on. Shortest draw. Shortest draw. <laughs> I gave you an out. And you came right back in. <laughs> All right, Brad. <laughs> okay, how about this? How about this? We'll, we'll, I mean, I guess you would have the same solution, but if it was uh, you, myself, and Gage, who would you choose to to go out and look at the moon? Because you have Gage, who is very... He, he, he has survival skills, and he's strong. Then you have yourself, who is smart... And, and fast and agile and then you have me you're right you're gonna go look so i'm the sacrifice yes all right that's sacrificial fair. lamb all right that's fair <laughs> i want to ask Gage this question too and i wonder if who he picks all right so uh anything you want to say before i get into what this person wrote all right you want to read this i read it a lot you want to read it uh eight minutes i think we got good eight minutes all right all right, this is Brad reading. Andrew nearly snarled at his phone. Chimed for... <laughs> no, it's not so easy, is it? Mm. Andrew nearly snarled as his phone chimed for what seemed to be the upteenth time. His shift at the warehouse ended only a few hours ago, and it, it like chickens running around with his with their heads chopped off whenever he left. It was a rare delight to encounter the nights that he was actually permitted to sleep throughout the night. This guy does not know English very well. It is easily a third language. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, it's not that that easy. On top of the texts that were just brimming with simple incompetency, well, you proved it right there what you need to do at that point. 
The morons that lit up his phone in the middle of the night always seemed to wake up his wife, Isabel, who suffered from insomnia to begin with. The raise Andrew agreed to that stated he kept his ringer on for these occasions never seemed worth it when he saw Isabel the next day, curled up in the guest room with dark circles under her eyes from her attempts to get away from the constant chiming. Andrew rubbed a hand over eyes to clear them, trying to understand the ridiculous amount of messages, but he must have been more tired than he thought since they didn't make any sense. He quickly scrolled through the message previews, finding they all seemed to follow the same pattern. To look at the moon. The moon. What the? Why? It was like a shot to his adrenaline when he saw that some of his messages were coming from Isabel's phone. He shot up from bed, seeing the other side empty, and jumped to his feet. Hun, what's going on? Andrew questioned, still scrolling through his phone while, while walking towards the guest room. The room was at the end of the hallway and the door was wide open. He could see Isabel standing in the middle of the room, arms down by her side, and the phone clutched in her hand as, as she gazed out the window. As he grew closer, he could see that she was shaking. Belle? Honey? What's wrong? Why? Isabel's body whipped towards him and Andrew couldn't help himself. He froze in place. She ran and shoved, and shoved her body into the door, slamming it shut and locking it in place. The speed was all wrong, though. Andrew had never seen her move that fast. It was insane. It was inhuman. <gasps> His own body started to tremble when he, when he remembered her eyes. Her pupils were dilated. Not a single bit of the green irises he loved so much were left. She's fucking becoming a werewolf. Or. Or. Go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He was just about to ram his own body into the door to beg her to let him in and begin explain what is happening. But then she started sobbing. Andrew, you need to run. You need to hide. I'm sorry. God, I, I am so sorry, Andrew. Run. And whatever you do, don't look at the moon. Andrew started pounding his fists on the door and tried to shove his weight against it, but she must have blocked it with something. Despite his shouting and his pleading to be let in, his forgotten phone on the hallway floor seemed to crack through the commotion as the alarms of the emergency alert system distracted him for just a moment. The robotic voice started to play from his phone automatically. Warning, this is not a test. This is an emergency alert. Do not look at the moon. Warning, this is not a test. Andrew thought through his, through his distress was at its peak. Nothing was making sense as he just needed to get Isabel so they could deal with this together. He just needed to... Her scream started, and it struck him cold to the very center of his being. He began pounding and kicking at the door until it gave way under his body. Isabel was on the floor, writhing in the moonlight. Andrew couldn't help it. His knees buckled, and he emptied his, the contents of his stomach right where he stood. Isabel's body was bent at every wrong angle possible, but she wasn't screaming anymore. Her head snapped in the direction that was ungodly speed again. Bathed in the moon's light and pupils still completely dilated, she smiled up at him as if every bone in her body wasn't broken. In the same voice she used to soothe him time after time, she whispered, Look at the moon, Andrew. Holy shit. Good God. That took a turn. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Holy crap. First comment after that, I didn't really need to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that took a turn. I'm just picturing like a, a pretzel of a human and then all of a sudden like 
face looking away from the husband suddenly just and looks at him and it's just everything's all right look at the moon and it's a bob ross painting of a moon <laughs> uh that's all the time we have today <laughs> brad <laughs> beat the devil out of you i tell you what um such a pretty moon such a pretty moon a happy pretty moon a happy pretty moon uh Thank you for listening to another Best Friends Discuss podcast. I've been your host, Mike and Brad. This was a fun, impromptu, just quick session of, of this. So good job, Brad. Yeah. Good job, Mike. Shake hands. All right. Yeah.